professional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 192. Welcome back to the front porch. Uh, the place where we learn and we grow together. That's why I love this podcast. I love this podcast because truly, it's not just about me. Uh, we're together. You know, you are listening to this. I don't know what day you're listening to it or when you're listening to it or what time you're listening to it, but you're listening to it. And we're working together. In some way, you just kind of join me out here. And we're kind of processing through a passage. We're trying to work through it. What does this mean? How can this impact my life? Because I really do believe Scripture is helping us change our realities right? We need to lock into truth, especially there is so much lie, so many lies out there, so many manipulations. I have to root myself in truth and truth is found in Christ. And he is the way, the truth and the life. No man can come unto the father except through him. And so what I love about doing this podcast with all of you is that we're learning together, growing together, struggling together, right? These passages aren't easy, right? But let's struggle through them. Let's repent through them. Let's find joy in them. Let's find peace in them. They're leading us in the way of Jesus, that his kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I really do love that there's many of you just listening and so glad that you are here. So glad that we are learning and growing together. And thank you for those of you who continue to give on Patreon. Really, really appreciate. Just a reminder, the devotional is out, Front Porch Devotional, uh, 1 through 30. You can go to lulu, L-U-L-U dot com. Uh, and in the search uh, engine, you can just simply type in Front Porch Devotional and pick up your copy Um So thank you for doing that. Many of you have already bought those. Really, really appreciate that support. I'm going to start working on number two, uh, which would be 31 through uh, 60. And so I'm going to get after that. We're going to work on it together. So here we go. Uh, Proverbs 10, verse 19. Proverbs 10, verse 19. When words are many, transgression is not lacking. But whoever restrains his lips is prudent. When words are many, transgression is not lacking. But whoever restrains his lips is prudent. I have to tell you something. I struggle with horses. And I struggle with horses not because I don't think they're beautiful or majestic. I just have a personality that I think horses aren't too fond of. Right? I don't have that patient, calm uh, persona about me. I watch people around horses and I'm amazed. It looks amazing. But I get up to these horses and they, they literally can sense my ADD. Like, and I think they just kind of like, they gets them all skittish. So my mom's got a bunch of horses on her ranch. I, and I, I want to pet a horse. I want to ride a horse. But it's never gone super great for me because I think I, I lack the, the patience of a horse. Or I lack the patience to be able to care or to ride a horse, right? Because they can just feel like, God, just slow down. You're freaking me out. Um, but it's so interesting watching people who are really, really great with horses, there's a calmness, there's a bridledness, and they seem to kind of 
be one with the horse. I, I think as it relates to words, right, I, I'm kind of like this very skittish person, right, uh, trying to manufacture and make something happen. And it, and it kind of freaks everybody out and it creates chaos. But this passage is inviting us into something else, something calm, something that's creating a calmness and a gentleness and a patience in our culture, in our relationships, in our social media platforms, right? This is what this is inviting us into, right? Because there are so many words, right? So many words. Now, I deal with this all the time. I deal this all this time in so many different conversations um, where I realize when I get done with a conversation that I just used so many words and I look kind of skittish and I wasn't great and I am, but I kept pushing forward and talking about my opinion. Like it's, it's just a little irrational and all over the place. And it's like, man, now this is actually a, a, a growth point for me. And the reason why is because I finally realize it. And yes, that means at some point I didn't realize that using too many words or dominating conversations was, was, was a problem. See, look, three and a half years of counseling have actually helped. In fact, my, my counselor has been uh, helping me and coaching me and caring for me through this. And one of the things he's been helping me understand was something like this. He, he said this. He said, you know, Jeff, uh, do you love listening to music? And I said, of course. Of course I love uh, listening to music. I love music. And he said, have you ever listened uh, to music on a stereo when it was too loud? And it was so loud that the speakers distorted this beautiful sound or this beautiful song. And I said, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, do you like it like that? No, I don't prefer it that way at all, right? He goes, look, the music is most beautiful at the right level. But at the wrong level, it is painful and it creates discomfort. And so often, this is what he's telling me, and I get to tell you, and maybe you feel this. So often, I'm creating fuzz like static loud overwhelming painful in conversations i'm out of balance and it's hurtful it's not calming it's not creating health it's creating division and it's painful for people and i wonder if you're like that i wonder if you struggle with that the way i struggle with that because that is what solomon is trying to help us understand that we really should be bringing comfort, but for so many of us, our words and our actions are just bringing a discomfort all around us. You know, and, and if we look at our culture, if we look at our culture right now, there is so much noise, so much content. You know, it's getting to the point where we don't know what is truth and we don't know what is a lie. And people, here's the scary thing, and people are posting this stuff. People are posting this stuff. That is, that is terrifying, right? Solomon says, listen, where there are a lot of words, there is going to be a lot of problems. And in our culture right now, there are a lot of words, a lot of opinions, right? A lot of propagation that's happening. And Solomon's like, it's going to create problems. It's creating problems. 
And that's the crazy thing I think about it is in the midst of people's confusion of trying to figure out what's truth and lie, they're posting, they're posting these things. And they're having, they're using as defenses and, and conversations. I, I have been in more conversations with people about what the last quote unquote 18 months is like during this COVID thing and more variety in opinion than I think just about anything else I've ever experienced in my small life of 44 years old. It's crazy. It's crazy because everybody wants to figure out what's going on. Everybody has a solution and everybody's trying to blame somebody or lay the burden somewhere and Solomon's like, stop it. Stop. It's not helping. It's hurting. You know, with every one of these passages, these passages that we go through like I have to really first deal with myself you know we have to deal with ourselves it's so important that that we first start with ourselves have you ever heard a passage or even heard you know your pastor teaching or or what maybe some other uh, podcast or or you're reading in the bible and you think man oh man this this would be so good for someone else right it's so much easier to accuse other people than to deal with ourselves. And, you know, I read this passage and, um, and, I, and I instantly went to thinking about others, right? And I think about Instagram and I, I think about news outlets and I think about politicians. But I just, I rarely think about myself first. I never allow that, that deep-rooted conviction to start with me first. I have to deal with the fact that I use way too many words. You, you have to confront yourself with this passage. Do this. You know, think about the last week of conversations or posts that you were a part of. Did you bring peace or division in those conversations or posts? Okay, here's the next step. Did you listen or watch anyone who was propagating division through an abundance of words? Those words, those words, they tend to tickle the ears of those who want to validate their own positions. We tend to not be around opposing views to our own. Why? Because we, we want to feel secure. See, look, I am right and everyone else is wrong, right? They, they scream and they yell about how the quote-unquote other people and the other side are wrong and how we're, those of us who agree with what this person, like we're on the right side, they're on the losing side, and all along the way, hopefully you're picking up a theme of these last few podcasts, all along the way Satan is dividing destroying, dismantling shalom, which is peace, the peace of God. As we continue in words, you know, like James has this idea of words are like a rudder on a ship, right? They just, they just steer us and they, they can crush and take us in the wrong direction. And, and so he's like, listen, are, are we using those in, in the right way? Words are like fuel on a fire you're gonna burn the place down and solomon's like look 
words are creating so much chaos in this world. Okay, here's the other thing I'd like you to do with me. Do this. Look to Jesus. Listen to the prudence and the wisdom of Jesus. Because as you read through the Gospels, you will receive his restraint over and over and over. You know, I've talked about this before. I just find this fascinating. It's so good. It's so convicting. But Jesus asked 307 questions. He was asked 183 questions. And he only answered three. It's mind-blowing. Right? That's mind-flowing. Right? The Pharisees were interrogating him. The disciples were questioning him. The Jews continued to doubt him. And he bridled himself. And he wasn't going to give in to the pressure of a society that wanted him to answer, wanted him to validate himself. He would not do that. You know, one of my favorite moments that really kind of proves just the beauty of of what Jesus is trying to model for us and what Solomon is commissioning and calling us into is one of my beautiful, one of the most beautiful moments for me uh, was when the religious brought Jesus illegally, illegally into Sanhedrin. And then he doesn't say a word as they falsely accuse him. The level of restraint there, I, I can't, I want to believe I would do something like that. And it's just not, I just continue to fail in this area. I want to defend myself. I want to say, no, you're wrong. And I'm right. Jesus doesn't do that. But then what he does next is he goes to the cross. And he dies for not just the injustice in this moment, but for the injustice of all, of all time. He right-sizes what was wrong? How? How incredibly counterculture is this? And what would the world look like if you, if you and I emulated this way of living? You know, Scripture is always inviting us into this kind of upside-down way of dealing with the culture around us. Because we are either leading people to Jesus by living like Jesus or we're just like everybody else. And Solomon's like, listen, the wise, they are not like everybody else. They're not like everybody else. But the fools, they use all the words, all the words. They're propagating all this stuff other than gospel, other than the good news of Jesus Christ who laid down his life so that all of humanity could be made right before him. How beautiful. And you and I are being invited to live his life, to model his restraint so many people will hear the good news and not just our news. Because word restraint will create a world of difference. So the question is this, are your words inviting people to Jesus or pushing them away? Father, we need your help. This one's hard. It's so hard. 
teach us to lean into your wisdom, lean into your mercy, lean into your grace, to limit our words and to use the words that only you want us to use that lead people into life. So, take a breath, reflect, believe that God of the universe is near to you.